0: Welcome back, everybody, to Psychology Has It Backwards. So this is our third presentation. I'm Christine Heath, and I am a marriage and family therapist. And I've been trained in, I was trained really traditionally, and now work from what we call the three principles um, understanding uh, kind of paradigm. And looking at uh, we're looking at psychology from a different angle. And I'm doing this with my friend Judy Sedgman.
1: Hi, <laughs> I'm here.
0: Judy is uh, also is a, a therapist and a counselor. She's a, she calls herself a mental health counselor and mm-hmm. uh, teaches people about mental well being. And you know that in and of itself is is really different in the field because like you can't you can't get a class on mental well being in graduate school. You know, like you don't. People, I remember going to school thinking, like, how do you know if somebody's healthy or not? Like, how because they they never came in without problems. I mean, there was always something happening in their life they needed to talk about or to deal with or to process. So that's what we're doing is we're really looking at uh, how people are innately healthy, and that's kind of what we talked about in the last segment. And this time we'd like to kind of talk a little bit about how this is a different paradigm and by paradigm we're talking about how we look at the field of psychology so it's not a model it's not a technique it's not a there's, there's nothing that you learn to do differently but it's a different way of looking at human beings and how they create their experience so like if you go to ten heart doctors they all know how the heart works, like they might look at you and think you have a big heart or they have a little heart, or you have a heart that skips a beat, or you have a heart that's you know filled with cholesterol, but the way the heart works is the same for everybody and so what we started as we were starting to study this and starting to look at it differently, we realized that there were some basic things that all human beings could could understand about their experience of life that would help them to navigate it without getting depressed and anxious and kind of feeling miserable and really enjoy life and and, and be stress free so as we started looking at like what are the common denominators in human beings that create our reality what what we learned from Sid banks which is a person that had the deepest insight about how these principles work were what he would call the three principles of mind thought and consciousness so mind thought and consciousness describe a way that we create our experience of life moment to moment that's all it is it's just explaining how it works that our psychological reality is created Now, in traditional psychology, we're kind of focused on what we're creating, like what we're thinking about, why we're thinking about it, when we started thinking about it, how it's making us feel, how it's making us react, what we need to change in our life so we don't have to deal with it anymore. And what we're really looking at is we don't really care about that stuff. What we're interested in is how does it work? How does it work that we create anxiety? How does it work that we experience depression? Like, how does that work in a human being? And understanding these three principles really helps us to see that that's how it works in every person, every person. Now, every person creates a different experience. So it's, as individual, like snowflakes, you know, we're all, we all think differently about life. So we live in a reality that's created by that. And so we all have a little different experience of life, but we're all snowflakes. We're all thinkers. We're all creating this experience called psychology.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and even deeper than that, the principles describe how it works, that it also points to the, the fact that it's a natural power that we have as human beings that it works, that we can't, it can't not work. You know, the thing about principles is they're true whether you know them or not. And, you know, we, we always give examples like, you know, if the principles of arithmetic, you know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. And if you say 2 plus 2 equals 6, it doesn't make it 6. You know, it's true whether you know it or not. That's right. And, and so uh, what's true, whether we knew it or not, was that we are constantly creating thoughts and filling our head with thoughts. That's mind. We have the power to think. And that power is the energy behind life. That's mind we create images in our mind, and those are thoughts. And then those images come alive to us through our consciousness. We become aware of the images we've created, and that's uh, consciousness, and that's our experience of reality. So if I, for example, I gave the example on the last podcast of being, you know, prepared every time I got a call from a client that the person was going to be angry and kind of getting my defenses up. And you know, trying to think ahead as to how to handle a call. And I was already uh frightened and upset and insecure, or angry or defensive or whatever. And so I had a head full of thoughts. So when the person started talking to me, instead of hearing what they were really saying, I was hearing my thinking about what they were saying, and getting ready to bark back, you know. And so that if you have a head full of defensive negative thoughts, then you're going to have Negative experiences of whatever's going on. If you have a head full of um, kind of happy thoughts, you know, if you're at peace in your own mind and calm, you're going to experience life differently. You're going to see the the best in what's going on, or at least see it in neutral and be able to handle it. So whatever whatever we put in, it's like our brain is computing whatever we put in, and whatever we put in is what shows up on the screen and that is a very powerful thing to know that's that but but the thing is even though it's a power that we have it's a gift it's a power it's the way human psychology works it we don't have to do anything to use it we're always using it whether we know it or not Mm -hmm. so once we realize it's sort of like if you were uh i think about people that uh get up and drive their car and sleepwalk, you know, and things like that when they're asleep and they don't know what they're doing, well, they're still driving a car or they're still walking down the block. They're just not aware of where they're going or how, what they're doing or why they're doing it. Okay. But as soon as you become aware, wait a minute, I'm the driver. You know, I could turn left. I could turn right. I could back up. You know, I could do anything with this car. It's a whole different experience. hmm
0: Actually, you know, what's funny about that is my mother had Alzheimer's, and when she was starting to get it, she uh-huh. was dr- she was driving her car one day, and she forgot she was driving the car. Oh, my gosh. She she no longer was aware of that, right? Like, that thought yeah. of driving the car wasn't there. So, I mean, the other person in the car luckily told her, Helen, you can drive the car. <laughs> But yeah. it, you know it's just so interesting, like it was really fascinating watching her kind of lose memory and how much that was really creating her experience right in the moment, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that you know that's the the thing about the principles is that they they're they're words that describe how the life force comes through us isn't it and yeah. and Whatever, like consciousness isn't a thing. People talk about consciousness like it's this thing, you know, that you get or you lose. But it's really an ability to be aware of the world you're looking at, your own thoughts, and to be aware that you're not that, that you're something deeper than that, that we can be aware of the spiritual connection we have with the gift of life. And so when we see that, like that for me, I think that was the big shift is that I realized that I wasn't my thoughts. I could yeah. see that it was, my thoughts were like this not real thing either. Like that was something out that I was looking through. And mm-hmm. it was almost like, it, you know, on CNN, they have that ticker tape on the bottom that tells you the, the latest news. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my, my thoughts looked like that. Like it was just this ticker tape going across my mind. And I thought, oh, my God, no wonder I get depressed. Look what I'm thinking about all the time. And I had yeah. no clue that I was that I was doing that. And that's what you're talking yeah. about. It's like you just don't see it until you wake up to it. So that's, I think, why psychology is kind of focused on what we can see and think about rather than trying to talk about the formless nature of life.
1: Yeah, no, it's funny. I'll give you an example of that. I, I uh, used to be on the faculty of the medical, in a medical school, and um, I was working with emergency room residents. And the emergency room is a very high-stress environment for doctors in, in the sense that they don't get a moment's peace usually in a fairly big hospital, and they see the worst. They see emergencies. You know? So okay. emergency is usually not a pretty sight or something that has to be handled very urgently. Mm-hmm. And um, so the residents would freak out, you know, because they've been in medical school, they've been following doctors around from room to room, and they've been watching procedures from a gallery and everything. they would never had that experience. And so I was working with them about how to manage it. And I was the second person to come in. They had a series of programs for the residents. And the first person that came in had told them that they should come home every night and journal about their experience in the emergency room that day and all the things that upset them and everything so that they would start to become aware of the most difficult parts for them and they could deal with them better. Mm -hmm. So this woman said to me, you know, ever since I've been doing that, I I hardly sleep. She said, you know, because I write in the journal for about an hour and then I go to bed and then I I have bad dreams and I can't stop thinking about... Everything that happened, and is it going to happen again tomorrow? And she said, "I I used to come home and have a glass of wine and like watch a sitcom or something and go to bed, and, and I was sleeping better." <laughs> and I said, "Well, uh, common sense would tell me that going back over the worst things that happened all day and then going to bed is probably less fun than having a glass of wine and watching a sitcom." And your mind, when you go to bed, you're you're thinking whatever the last thoughts you have, you know, is kind of what you take to bed with you. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, I'm going to ask you to try. I don't want to criticize if you people enjoy journaling, they're welcome to do it, you know, but I wouldn't do it, frankly, because why would I want to think about the worst part of my day? Mm -hmm. It's over. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow's a new day. Mm -hmm. I want to get my rest so I can go in tomorrow, and it's not going to help you to know that You almost lost this man that was having a heart attack yesterday because whoever comes in with a heart attack today is a different person, a different case, and it's going to be a different experience. Mm -hmm. And she said, wow, that makes so much sense. And she said, well, I wonder why this other person thought the past was so important. And I said, well, you know, there's different schools of thought and psychology. And, you know, I happen to come from a different perspective and I think the past is over. And that thinking about it more doesn't improve it at all. And it tends to bum us out if it wasn't pretty. I said, if you want to think about your honeymoon or something, that's fine. <laughs> but, you know. And um, so it was really funny because the class went into rebellion about this program after I finished my segment, because then a third person came in and they were back in the old model. And the residents went to the resident <laughs> advisor and said they didn't want any more of those classes. And, and they said that after what I had taught them, they didn't feel they were getting anything out of the other people. And I got in trouble, you know, because the resident advisor came to me and said, what are you doing? You're messing up my whole program. What are you telling them? (laughs) You know? And I said, well, I just, uh, you know, I just felt sorry for them because so many people were telling them to focus on their past experience rather than learning what they could from it and just moving on you know, relaxing before they go to bed at night. And um so I they didn't that you know, they were mad at first and then the woman said, Well actually that does make sense to me. She said, you know, now that you put it that way. Uh but I thought that was so funny. It was just, you know, common sense, that's why people change so quickly when we start talking, because it's not us, it's the fact that common sense is common sense. Mm -hmm. And when you speak to people like principles are true and truth Truth, when you, when you say truth to someone, the truth kind of wakes up in them, mm-hmm. you know, and truth speaks back, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how I felt when I first started hearing this, even though it seemed so foreign to me. I, it just rang true.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. Plus, you know, when I did traditional therapy with people, I wouldn't do what I'd make my clients do. Like I'd go to see my psychologist and I'd refuse to do it. It felt absolutely wrong to do it. And I would not do it. But do you think I'd listen to that? No. no. I'd say, okay, get your anger out. Okay, let's yeah. talk about what happened to you. Let's get this let's out. Beat those butacos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's just cracked me up, but
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it is funny because we, we do follow our common sense. And I'm always telling my clients, you know, the one thing that I can assure them is that, first of all, they're not broken. They're fine. They have this health inside them. They can't kill it, but they can lose touch with it, and they can obscure it, and they can listen to their intellect instead of listening to the common sense that flows through them, Mm -hmm. and uh, they just got to learn to tell the difference, and clients will say to me, you know, I used to think that. A lot of clients will say, you know, when I was a little kid, I thought that. I thought, no, I know better.
0: That's (laughs) That's right. You know, everybody has moments, don't they? When they, when they wake up to it, then they know that they knew it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, that's, that's, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. Because every, because when you know everybody is like that on the inside, you have confidence too, to talk about it, to tell people about it. Because, you know, you're not talking to the one person in the world that God, you know, forgot to pass out the goodness to. Right. Because they're alive, they've got it.
1: Right. That's, that's a beautiful thing.
0: You know, I'm thinking that one of the things I was thinking about and as we end this uh, podcast for today was that, um, you know, I just kind of challenged some of our listeners to this week, just observe yourself. Just see if you can see what we're pointing to. See if you can see your own thinking. See if you can see that you're not that thinking and that inside of you, you've got this great reservoir of beautiful feelings. Take a challenge challenge yourself to see it backwards, to see it in the opposite way you've been looking at life.
1: Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's the only bad part about a podcast is we'll never know.
0: <laughs> we'll never know, but you know what? <laughs> but you'll know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I was thinking we could actually have people email us if they have questions.
1: Yeah, we could do that. We yeah. absolutely could. Or if they had a wonderful experience they'd like to share. that they had a wonderful even better like uh,
0: insights
1: and understanding is would be great right so um yeah so wherever you found this podcast you can find information and we'll make sure to put a place there where you can get in touch with us
0: yeah yeah have a great week everybody
1: yeah bye have a wonderful week
0: aloha We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.